Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube, and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Ah, oh, Cheshire! Don't you dare be sour, clap, for your not-so-famous host and feel the power. It's the young lion, yes it is. Hello, Rob. <laughs> wow, that was exuberant. <laughs> that... I've run out of tag team one day. Well, one can hope. One can hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's when I start doing tag mission no-code impressions, that's when we have to stop it. That's when we have to stop, yes. that That's apparently the line. I'm very well, though, thank you. How are you? Yeah, fine. It's been a long day. <laughs> I thought you were just going to leave it to that then. Yeah, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Kill me. So we have such so much to go about because apparently we thought we could take it easy these next two weeks. We had a nice little retro review. We were going to shit on WCPW, which was going to be really fun. We were actually meant to do that in Blackpool, but things stopped that. And now just apparently everything has decided to happen. All at fucking once. And half of it is old news, but we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, it's... Um, to say that this is a news-filled you know, passage of time is ridiculous. Usually this is a time where wrestling fans sort of... They're still, they're still recovering from Wrestle Kingdom, and you know we, we endure Fantastica Mania. Um, <laughs> it's fun, right? Fantastica Mania is fun. I like seeing, obviously, him on our guys. It's one of the only chances I get, unless your name is Dragon Lee. I repeat, we endure Fantastica Mania. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Chi has been doing really well. I mean, they've got to build him up. He's challenging for the IC title. He's not going to win it, but he's challenging for it. I mean, he pinned Naito, and he's pinned Osprey. So fucking. He's underrating Tai Chi. I have never known anyone get as snotty about Tai Chi as you get when someone abuses him. Because he is amazing, and he isn't appreciated in his time. He's the Vincent Van Gogh of wrestling. You heard it first here, folks, that Tai Chi <laughs> is the Vincent Van Gogh of wrestling. Unappreciated yeah, no. in his time, Tai Chi. I mean, honestly, mate, you have drawn some absolutely fucking bizarre <laughs> parallels in your time on this podcast. That's up there with the most ridiculous thing you've ever said. <laughs> what is the most ridiculous thing I've ever said? Um, I mean, there's plenty. I mean, the intro is one of them. I... I... But I routinely compare people to Trevor Murdoch, so I see what you mean. But what's on the agenda today, Rob? We have so much and you have all the notes. I mean, to be honest, ladies and gentlemen, just to give you some indication of just how much we have to talk about, I've collated my notes and it took me over 45 minutes just to collate all the notes that I'd already made for this podcast. In Rob's defence, about two minutes of that was him, was him typing another 10 minutes every 
few minutes. Yeah, there was, there was a lot. I mean, if you look at just All Elite Wrestling, we've got so much we could talk about there. But we've also got the future of Kenny Omega and Kushida. We've got Ring of Honor changing the way they do contracts, which is very interesting. We've then got some Ring of Honor news. We've got some injury updates. We've got the schedule being released for New Beginning, as well as another US show being added. And then we've got a retirement we need to talk about, and a retirement match being announced for New Japan Road in February. So... Lots to talk about, Chris. Yes, absolutely a lot to talk about. So, shall we start with All Elite Wrestling? Yeah, why not? May as well get that fucking elephant out of the way. I'm yeah. sick of hearing about it, but okay. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that this is definitely the elephant in most wrestling chat rooms. Um, so, for those... I can't see how you wouldn't know, but All Elite Wrestling has been confirmed. It was confirmed before Wrestle Kingdom. And the rally took place on the 8th of January at the Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. Literally a stone's throw away from where SmackDown was taking place. I don't think for a minute that that was a coincidence. Anyway, there we had a couple of announcements. We had a lot of roster confirmations, obviously the books, Cody, Hangman Page, but we also had big announcements, people like Chris Jericho, which is a... Ma- people are underestimating just how big a signing that is. You've then He's got Pat, Literally the biggest free agent in the world. Like You can get much bigger of someone who's still wrestling and not in WWE than Chris Jericho. Exactly, exactly. And his signing is interesting in more ways than one, and we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But then you've also got Pac, mm-hmm. which was a huge thing. He came into the arena still wearing his wrestling gear, apparently came straight from Dragon Gate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> On the whole fight over, he just didn't have time to change. Which just like, is... I just, I'll ask Garth, but I think that's just something we do in Newcastle, just walk around half naked. As a Newcastle United fan, I can attest that, yes, that is all that we do. <laughs> we walk around half naked, we turn up to work topless. It, it gets us in a lot of trouble, but never mind. Um, they also announced MJF, SoCal Uncensored, Good Hearts, uh, Brandy Rhodes, Britt Baker, Britt Baker. Penelope yeah. Ford. But along with that, they also announced um, they were engaged in a relationship with Oriental Wrestling Entertainment from China. Um, I don't know a lot about them. I've seen GIFs, um, and it looks extremely exciting. It's an interesting partnership. There are also rumoured partnerships with the following companies. DDT, AAA, Wrestle One and PWG. Interesting. I am all for a fucking DDT partnership for the West. I don't think the West is ready for DDT. I fucking love DDT. It's it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. In the middle of a match, once they stop, uh, the referee stopped counting at three, and then it turned to reveal the wrestler who was being pinned, and the ref had a love affair. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's just going to be incredible. It's just going to be incredible. Um, but on top of this, then, they also announced the follow-up to All In, uh, Double or Nothing taking place on May 25th in Las Vegas at the MCM Grand Garden Arena. Um, now, a few more updates have followed this. This has caused waves across the wrestling world. WWE is certainly starting to feel it with the revival and rumoured uh, the Canellis is both asking for their release. I think the Revival are a certainty to leave. I, I'm not sure about the Canellis. Maria Canellis well, is taking to Instagram. Twi- if you look at their Twitters, Maria is always just going off with pictures of Mike's just going, why the fuck is this guy not on TV? Well, I was listening to a podcast um, on Saturday and an interesting stat came up. He has appeared on three Smackdowns since he debuted, and he debuted um, at Money in the Bank at uh, 2017. 
Yeah, but what you constantly need to remember is that he went into rehab about two weeks after because he didn't tell WWE he had these problems until after he was signed. Well, that is if you believe the WWE or whether you believe Maria Canalis, who was recently taken to Twitter to say, well, actually, he never went into rehab. He was rehabbing with me on the road. I don't know who to believe. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I don't believe Maria, but, you know. In this case, WWE doesn't have a reason to lie. They don't. They don't have a reason to lie, and that's what's making it slightly, you know, slightly interesting that I, there are many, many outlets reporting well that they've asked for their release. At the time, Mike, at the time, Mike saying he was in rehab. It's just, I don't, I don't, I think this is one case where they might be not. I mean, they're not doing too badly. Mike was on two or five for about a week. Um, <laughs> they're going to be in the upcoming two K nineteen DLC. Like, literally the least interesting people in that DLC, but okay. In a DLC with Lacey Evans, but... Yeah, I mean, but also they've announced the signing, or Elite Wrestling, that is. They've also announced another signing of Jungle Boy, uh, Nate (laughs) Coy, the son of actor Luke Perry. I know absolutely nothing about Jungle Boy. Yeah, I know, fuck off. Yeah, I was just going to say, as our resident indie correspondent, I was sort of hoping you would know more about him than I did. Um, UK indie's not US, I'm afraid. Okay, well, basically, what I was going to ask you, Chris, was, and, you know, there's there's rumours that um, this whole, they're not going to work with New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's a lot of people assuming that's just a work, and New Japan have announced that they are going to be continuing their partnership with Ring of Honor, which makes perfect sense. They've got the Madison Square Garden show coming up in April. Um, but there are a lot of people also saying that the whole thing with Ring of Honor will will end after the Madison Square Garden show and they will announce a partnership with All Elite. What's your opinion on that? I don't think New Japan are so petty that they won't have more than one relationship in each territory. I mean, they're on friendly terms. Like, they're officially endorsing Grab Pro over here, but they'll send people like Ishii or Suzuki over to OTT. Or, like, in America, they'll send Ishimori to Impact. They'll work with anyone who isn't going to fuck them. And so I think they will keep a Ring of Honor relationship going because they can get they get a lot out of Ring of Honor. They basically get half the Super Junior field from Ring of Honor. So honestly, I think breaking off from Ring of Honor isn't on the cards for them. I can see there being an orally an orally partnership, but definitely not breaking off of Ring of Honor. They they can all coexist. That's what I think. That's what I believe. Now, the reason I did this, if you haven't already listened to uh, Chris Jericho's podcast documenting his journey through New Japan, it's it's an, it's a really, really interesting listen. I highly recommend it to anyone. It's just him talking for an hour, and it's possibly the most interesting podcast I've ever listened to. And he says that he is not finished in New Japan. Now, in my opinion, this sort of highlights that there could potentially be future sort of... Uh, re- relationships between All Elite and Chris Jericho because he wants to take on Tanahashi. He called out Tanahashi in the post uh, Wrestle Kingdom 13 uh, press conference. But also, more than that, it sort of fits in with the next topic of news, really. Um, and I'm going to link all this in with the biggest free agent in the entire world. You mentioned Chris Jericho. Kenny Omega, whose contract is very, very short to expire with New Japan. And it looks like he is done with the company if you take his recent comments to Tokyo Sports at face value. 
Um, he says, I take full responsibility for the loss. Talking about his loss to Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom 13. He says, there is no real place for me to fit. So it's best for me not to be in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I can't be there working under Tanahashi. I don't think he surpassed me. Don't think he's better. If we can, I want to face him again. But I need time away and not just from New Japan. Now, of course, we've got the Royal That's very kayfabe It's extremely kayfabe And let's not forget that Kenny Omega did the exact same thing after Wrestle Kingdom 11. Mm. So... I'm taking this with a pinch of salt. I do think that he will end up in All Elite Wrestling as opposed to the WWE. Um, even if the WWE are offering absolutely ridiculous money, I don't think Omega will be afforded the same creativity he's afforded in New Japan and will be afforded at All Elite Wrestling. I think he's doing this to build suspense. He's doing this so that people are talking about him, which is absolutely, you know, absolutely the right thing to do. I still think if he signs with All Elite Wrestling, he will still do big dates with New Japan. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't see. I can't see him going to WWE. Just I can see WWE wanting him. But I can see as soon as he gets there, like not pushing him or having like an AJ situation where he has him as enhancement for the stars until we realize how good he is about a year later. It's just I can't imagine. And again, I said the same thing about AJ when he was rumored. Yeah, and I said the same thing about Nakamura, and only one of them came. Really good because I refuse to acknowledge Nakamura in WWE. Um, but yeah, it's probably All Elite if he's going somewhere that's not not um, New Japan. Um, All Elite, or he might pull a pack and just go where he finds it most fun. So that'll probably be DDT. But, <laughs> the chance of fair, Kenny Omega signing an exclusivity deal with DDT are very very slim. But he he has such a draw among the whole wrestling world. He is enough to bring dis like AJ did, bring disenfranchised fans back to WWE, um, to bring um, outside of its fans into more Japanese wrestling. If like if he turned up in all Japan or Noah, which is not even rumored, but like if he did, that that would bring eyes to the product, much like much like Pac did for NXT. He he apart from AJ Styles has the most negotiating power of anyone in wrestling right now. So it's, it's exciting to see where he'll turn up and I'll definitely be watching where he turns up, but you just can't know. It's Kenny. He, he's a very unpredictable character. It's Kenny Omega. He is. Absolutely. You know where he won't turn up is Ring of Honor because fuck that place. He won't turn up in Ring of Honor. Um, Ring of Honor, I've certainly made signings and we'll certainly get into that in a moment. Um, but um... I don't. WWE is unfo- unfortunately they're in a position where their reputation with talent from Japan sort of precedes them. I mean, you yeah. look at Nakamura. Yeah, sure, Nakamura can be blamed as much as the WWE. You know, he has but, okay, title Hideo. matches. Um, Hideo, Hideo Itami, who... Akira Tozawa, um, the you know the Good Brothers for God's sake. Finn Balor is finally getting a push on the main roster. AJ Styles is probably the only success story on the main roster of talent from Japan. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's not a good look when you are trying to sign, you know, the, the, biggest, the biggest free agent in, in wrestling. Japan, yeah. Exactly. Kenny Omega, if he turned up at the Royal Rumble, which I don't think he will do, in fact, I'm, I'm going to go balls out and say there's absolutely no way he's turning up at the Royal Rumble. Willing to put a bet on there, Rob? Uh, yes, I will bet you £20 that he does not turn up at the Royal Rumble. Okay, I'm not giving you £20 if he does turn up. If, if he doesn't turn up, because... I, I was hoping you'd do some some stupid punishment like I did with Jericho at uh, um, Bound for Glory. But. Right. Well, we'll we'll come back to that definitely. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I can't see him turning up in WWE. 
Um, I just don't think the creativity is no. there for but, it. Again, we said the same thing about Styles Nakamura and um, the club three um, three years ago when they came in. So, like anything can happen. It was it was more cut and dry that AJ was leaving. It was far more cut and dry that AJ was leaving. There was you know a very obvious storyline with Omega kicking him out of the Bullet Club at New Year Dash. You know there was more there. You know there was it was announced that Nakamura wouldn't be signing a new contract. It hasn't been announced that Omega hasn't. It's just Omega talking to Tokyo Sports. Tokyo Sports, I would quickly like to point out, is a magazine known for furthering kayfabe. So, mm. you know, I'm not going to take mean, this article with anything. As an example of kayfabe, Naito won um, Technician of the Year. So. Which was just, which was baffling. Um, anyway, what I want to say was, and this is the final thing we're going to talk about with All Elite Wrestling, because every podcast under the sun has talked about All Elite Wrestling and everything else. We're slightly slow on the uptake, but nevertheless. How does this go? I mean, honestly, you've got two ways it could go. You've got WCW, which, in fact, you've got three ways it can go. WCW, which went under because they just, they had more money than sense. They didn't have the, you know, they said, we'll give you everything you want. And then they couldn't handle the ego, you know, <clears throat> Hulk Hogan. Uh, you've got TNA, who at one point weren't challenging the WWE, were certainly a viable alternative in 2006, 2007, and then spaffed that up the wall, <clears throat> Hulk Hogan. Um, <laughs> All Elite Wrestling could go one of those two ways. They could go under if they sign, you know, there's rumors that Dolph Ziggler is up with his contract. They don't need Dolph Ziggler. If they just become a hotbed for washed-up WWE talent, they aren't going to challenge WWE. Uh, the thing is, though, Ziggler would have a bit of heat around him because he has had a decent year. It's not like when TNA signed Val Venus and had him go over Christopher Daniels, you know. So Dolph Ziggler is still a solid hand. It's... And until they have a TV deal, we can't know how this is going. They have, they say they have been talking with a lot of TV stations, but negotiations break down. And and so sorry, I don't see the Cody or the Bucks being the best. Maybe Cody, but not the Bucks. I don't see them being the best negotiators. So, I, until there's a TV deal, I'm not getting excited. As much as much as there's not a bad member of that roster, like. Some, even down to like the smaller people, like Joe, well, no, Joe Dranella's not smart, but like MJF, who's just been doing great work with NLW. It's very hard to get excited without this is what's happening, and we're not getting that until probably all or nothing. So, yeah, it's um, double or nothing. You mean? Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I. The best thing they can do is not look to compete with the WWE. You're not going to put the WWE yeah. out of business. There's, sim- there's simply no way. This is a multi-billion-dollar corporation. There's absolutely you should, no you way. You should strive to be somewhere where wrestlers will want to sign. Exactly. You should want to good... be a viable alternative, which is what Cody has said. Mm-hmm. Which makes the yeah, perfect not financial sense. Yeah, because um, honestly, if you keep being a good, um, a good alternative, people will start turning to you more. That's, don't try and be the same product as WWE to try and get um, more attention. Cough, cough, impact. Um, who, by the way, have been making very impact moves recently, but that's not for this podcast. Uh, <laughs> fucking crimson and brown. But uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, it's very hard to get excited about the knowledge of what TV deal they have. Yeah. So, from All Elite Wrestling competing with the WWE, or not competing to WWE, to someone who is actually leaving New Japan, 
to become part of the WWE roster. Um, we talked about in our Wrestle Kingdom review about how when Kushida and Will Ospreay fist bumped, it looked potentially like this could be Kushida's swan song. And it turns out it is. Kushida is leaving New Japan after nine years on the roster and will be going to Pastures New, which is heavily, 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 heavily rumoured to be the WWE. His contract isn't up until the 29th, and because he hasn't kicked up a fuss, and because he's basically done the jobs as he's been asked to, after all, he went, you know, Taiji Shimori went over him clean at Wrestle Kingdom, um, he's been given his dream match. He said his dream match was to have a one-on-one -on -one singles match with Hiroshi Tanahashi, and that will be happening on the Road 2 show on the 29th of January, which is a really, really good sort of departing gift from New Japan. It's good to see that there's no bad blood between the yeah, two. Yeah, ex except Tana isn't known for being very giving to juniors when he he's in the ring with them. I'm like, sure he went one-on-one -on -one with, he, he one -on -one with Dada, and he's done the job once, and then during a match, they didn't even grant him a title match, and it was over in less than 10 minutes. To be honest, the fact that he's giving Kushida this match, and after all, you know, we know Tanahashi's not going to do the job for Kushida. Yeah. Kushida's eating the pin. Um, but the fact that they are giving Kushida, the fact that Kushida has come out and said, this is my dream match, Tanahashi <laughs> has got somewhat of an ego, if you believe rumours, and to have his ego massaged slightly like he's had with Kushida, I'm sure it will be a fantastic match, and I'm sure that even if he doesn't do the job for Kushida, it will still be a monumental occasion. I'm sure a very mm. emotional, emotional time. But a little bit more of rumor has emerged about what, well, what contributed to Kushida wanting to leave. Apparently, if you believe rumors, Kushida wanted to turn heel at the start of 2018 and join the Bullet Club. Um, he was told no, in no uncertain terms. The reason being that they the main roster, or the New Japan Army, or whatever you want to call people who aren't in factions. Yeah, Sukigans needed a sort of a, a linchpin junior. I mean, at that point, um, the Bullet Club had Marty Scurley. Shimori didn't debut till afterwards. You'd got um, LIJ with Hiromu and Bushi. You've got Suzuki Goon with Desperado, Kanemaru, and Taka. And you'd got... Um, who else have I missed? Chaos with Will Ospreay. There you go. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think it was a bit... But there was no way they were going to turn him heel because what other alternatives to the second guns have? Basically, Liger, Tiger, and um, Taguchi. All of which are sort of openness nowadays. Yeah. Um, honestly, that's... I, I can see people... Because people... He's a failed ace, is Kushida. Like, he... Can't draw in a building bigger than Kurikan, which in, in like WWE terms, it's like if you can only draw people to the NXT arena. Just so turning him heel might work, but at the same time, it wouldn't sort of help the personality vacuum that he is. Yeah, I don't mean to shit on Kushida here, but like, there's he, I, I can't see him pulling off a heel turn, I can't see him um, being in Bullet Club, and I sure as fuck. Um, can't see him, can, cannot see that making his career any better because that would have been a career move. Just going, oh, just put me in the Bullet Club. That stinks of when just random people would join the NWL. Like it would make no real sense. Like he's not a good fit for Bullet Club. Like I, if that's the actual reason, he, if that's the only reason he's leaving, I think he's a bit dumb in that respect because you're basically leaving one relatively strong junior division to join a junior division that's not even featured on main shows 
whether it's actually the sole reason he left or whether it's a contributing factor... Um, if it's a contributing factor, then fine. But yeah. like, he's not going to get better. He's the ace of a de- decent division. He's not going to get that anywhere else he goes unless he goes to like Ring of Honor to be like the TV champion. Which he's already been. Yeah, and to be fair, um, he's never... He's not especially over when he goes places. He's sort of like, oh, that's cool, because she's on the card. He'll do something cool, because... Again, people just chanting shite Kenny Williams at him in Edinburgh, and he he didn't get any sort of pop, mostly because he was in the ring, same ring as Naito, who had just won the G1, but still. How he's do you not, think he's going to do in WWE? He's going to be a d- really good hand on 205. The problem is, there's so many great wrestlers on 205, and again, Kushida's for just a tiny, unless he's against the right opponent like Osprey. He's the tiniest miss bit bland. When you put him up against someone like a Skrull or a um, Taguchi or someone who's like, kill, over, but not the best, he, he you just sort of stop caring about his match. Or Bushi, for, for that matter. Like, he, he needs the right person. And on 205, what, you have Cedric, Murphy, um, Tony Nice. I'm trying to think of like the best workers who can make Cheetah um, interesting. Maybe only ones. Gulak, maybe. I'm not, oh, Daya. I'm not a massive roster watcher at 205. He might be the best person to answer this. I mean, obviously, you had Mustafa Ali until he moved up to SmackDown. Yeah, I was about, about to say he was the most interesting person until he went up. Yeah. He was like the Osprey of um, 205. Buddy Murphy is an extremely interesting watch. Um, mm. And I really like him as Cruiserweight champion. He has a great moveset, but again, the in between bits of moves can hurt him a little bit. Yeah, um, the the concern is that Kajira is going to get lost in the shuffle. And Dave Meltzer says wonderfully that he's going to have a fantastic run on NXT and then he's going to go up to 205 and be completely lost in the shuffle. He'd be lost in the shuffle. There's people, like, for example, right now Keith Lee isn't even making takeovers. And Keith Lee is a bigger prospect than Kushida. Yeah, I agree. So, like, he's got, going to be lost in the shuffle wherever he was. Like, he left... I, I, he's leaving a place where he's basically one of what three contenders. Who else is gonna? But like this, the new but thanks to injuries and call ups, the junior division is so anemic right now in New Japan that they have Taguchi challenging for the title. So I know I don't think it's the best of moves for him. I think he, this has been in his head for a while. Like I, I think he'd be better going to another place in Japan than he would be going to somewhere. But he has said he loves wrestling in the US, so that it does kind of make sense. But if you it turns up on two or five, who's going to know him? Like your standard SmackDown audience, who's going to know him? Because it's mostly kids and families. Yeah, and I mean, much as I would love to see a Kushida Hideo Itami fight, you know, the smart I am. Who else is going to be able to, you know, get invested in that? How many people on two, you know, at two hundred five live when he debuts after SmackDown at the end of two hundred five live in front of a tired audience who've got mm. no idea who he is? What kind of debut is that? I know it's not the. It, I don't think this was the best move for him. I, I, I would just say that. Yeah, and it's a shame that he's leaving. Um, I think it leaves a gaping, gaping, gaping. Well, there's hole. no ace now. There's no ace. No. Of, of the only two people who could be aces right now in New Japan are both heels. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting come best of the Super Juniors, let's put it that way, because... Yeah, they, they struggle to find 16 people as it is. 
yeah, and we'll have a we'll have a look at some people who could potentially be you know filling up those numbers later on in a moment. Um, but something that really interested me was the contracts of New Japan. Now, previously to this, contracts in New Japan went from the end of January to the end of January, so people were mm-hmm. giving one year rolling contracts. This made Gado's job incredibly difficult as he wanted to book storylines maybe two years, even even occasionally three years in advance, and was oh, yeah, able to. Massive. Yeah, there's massive these storylines roll on. Like honestly, I think they hot shotted the Bullet Club thing because they knew Kenny was leaving. Which you know is extremely it's an extremely difficult position to find yourself in as Booker trying to book these situations mm-hmm. and not knowing whether the talent is still going to be there in twelve months' time. However, things seem to be changing. Now, at the moment, Juice Robinson, the current IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion, um, has been signed to a three-year deal, a multi-year deal, the same as Rocky Romero, who was announced earlier this year, and Chase Owens. So, Of, of all the people to fucking lock down, I understand Juice, but fucking Rocky Romero and Chase Owens... Well, for my money, what does Rocky Romero do? I mean, Rocky Romero is commentary and an opening six-man tag man. Yeah, he and sometimes he comes. He also he also contributes for theme music for Rapunzel Three K. You know that fucking classic. Uh, well, you know it must take him ages. Are on the way. Yeah, it must have taken him ages to write the lyrics to that song. <laughs> um. I mean, don't get me wrong, when he was with Rapongi Vice, he was a very, very good hand. And, you know, we've yeah. just talked about how the junior the junior division is anemic. We may end up seeing him in the best of the super juniors, yeah? Oh, Lord. Um, but it's, it's interesting. And it's good to see that New Japan are beginning to change their ways. You know, people 